0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Music and Vibes. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well guys, how are you doing today? I hope everything is going well and that you're having an amazing week. A lot has been going on this week, but you know I say this every week because it's just so true. Um, Yeah, a lot of things I did not expect. Like my youngest daughter Dawson, she was sick. Um, She got sick like Sunday night. She was sick Monday. She said it really hurt for her to swallow. So, of course, I kept her home. And she wasn't getting any better. So, I took her to the doctor the next day. And, yeah, wouldn't you believe it? She has strep throat. So, she is out of school until Thursday. So, I was like, okay, that's, it's not really that bad. But my daughter has, she's had the flu. So, she's been out of school for a week because of the flu. And then she went back to school, literally, for a week. And then the next week, um, Monday, she didn't go. Because of strep throat. So it's just like, oh my goodness, when are you actually going to be going to school? Because she's... This month, give or take, it is just like the middle of February. And she's literally missed two weeks of school. Yeah. So I was like, alright, well, I guess she will not be going to school today. Or this week. So she's cleared to go back on Thursday. So hopefully everything works out. I did give her her medicine. <laughs> which is a funny story in and of itself. But anyway, she taking her medicine so she should be going back to school on Thursday which is tomorrow so yeah she should be going back to school now as far as her medicine is concerned out of all my kids Dawson is the one who gets sick the most but then you always hate when she gets sick because of the fact that she hates to take her medicine yes she absolutely hates taking her medicine she would rather do anything else but take her medicine when Dawson was younger she would um not like to take her medicine and she was the kid that was always the sickest you know how it is parents you always have one kid that's healthy one kid that's sick and another kid that does something else well dawson was my sick kid like she was um anything that came around she got she got pancreatitis a couple of times um she has acid reflux she has been sick a lot so when she was younger i totally had to change her diet but even though there was medicine to give her so she could continue to eat the stuff she liked, she never liked to take it. So you would try to give it to her and she'd be screaming, hollering, like you literally had to hold the kid down to give her her medicine. And then she'd spit it back at you. So you're just like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not going to fight with you. We're just going to eat healthy stuff so that we can build your immune system, um, deal with the acid reflux that way. I refuse. So the, for years, Dawson did not eat any um really sweets, hot fries, any of the stuff she liked, pizza, pizza tomato sauce any of that stuff she couldn't have because of her acid reflux so that happened for years and then as she started to get older we began to reintroduce foods to her and i think it was it was better that way because her stomach was better she's able to handle it um it just worked out a lot better for her so now um when she found out that she has strep throat on monday or yeah on tuesday she I went to the doctor. I went to get her, her medicine and she was fine But then when I got home with the medicine I sounds like okay Dawson You got to take it twice a day. I said take one dose now. Then you take one before you go to bed Okay, you would think that my ten-year-old was no longer like my two three and four-year-old you think she grew up You would think she would be like, okay, mommy and just take the medicine No, that did not happen. That's what I wish had happened. No it. She sat down and she cried. Like, literally, Dawson cried for a long time. Money, please, so they can take the medicine. I promise. I'll, it'll, it'll go away by itself. I'm like, no, if it would go away by itself, they would not give you medicine. So, you have to take the medicine. So, she didn't want the medicine. She cried about it. Told me she didn't have to eat hot fries. She told me she would pay me money, which is funny because she does not have a job. So, I don't know what money she'd be paying me, but she said she'd pay me money she said she would clean the dishes in the kitchen she just went over all the stuff she would do and she was crying like literally crying there were tears coming down my 10 year old's face because she didn't want to take her medicine so I was like Dawson that's not gonna work you have to take the medicine I said I appreciate the effort but no so then I tried to give it to her and then she spit it out and so I was like no are we doing this again literally so finally I just said Dawson listen I was like I'm not dealing with this I said, you're a big girl. You are 10. I need you to take your medicine. If you do not take your medicine, I said, you will become a vegan. You will eat no more hot fries, no more candy, no more cake, ice cream, any of the stuff you like. I was like, you're not going to have. I said, to make matters worse, I'm going to make your sisters go vegan too because it's no need to have the temptation in the house if you can't eat it. And then she thought about it. And then she's like, mommy, no, I don't want to go vegan. I was like, well, I don't know what else to do. I said, you're sick. You won't take your medicine. The only way I know how to make you feel better is to put you on a vegan diet or whole food, plant-based diet so that you will get better, your immune system will be boosted, and you will not be sick as much, and your body will be able to heal faster on its own. Okay, she didn't want to hear that. So you know what she did? Mm-hmm. She took the medicine and she drank it now okay in between that time wasn't that immediate she let this sink in for a minute then after she let it sink in she was like okay i need to take this because my sisters are going to be very angry if they hear they have to be vegan or whole food plant-based because i did not take my medicine then she's like i don't think i want to eat that way so she ended up taking her medicine Of course, it was like a half an hour later. But you know what? Given my child's track record with trying to take medication and trying to get her to take it, I'll take it. It's a win. Oh, yeah. Okay. In between that, I did throw in that each time she took her medicine without driving me insane or crying and screaming and just acting totally ridiculous. I told her I'd give her a dollar. So I was like, you know what? You can earn $14 if you just take your medicine when you're supposed to. So she did it. Then last night... I, um, I put it in a thing, and she took it by herself, which was amazing. I didn't have to stand with her. I didn't have to talk her into it. She just took her medicine. And this morning, Dawson took her medicine. Okay, I did talk. We did have to talk to her. I had to coach her through it, but she took it, and she did it on her own. So I have to say, I'm really proud of her because she's growing up. And she's being responsible. And I told her, I was like, this is a lesson. I was like, in life, there are a lot of things you're going to do that you absolutely don't want to do. But you have to do these things. I said, it's a part of growing up. Like, you have to eat things you don't want to eat. You're going to have to do a lot of stuff sometimes you don't want to do. But you have to because it's healthy for you or something you need to do. I said, so just let this be a learning, um, ex- let this be an example. Let this be a learning lesson. Um, just learn from it and just realize as you get older, there are things you're gonna have to do because in order to be responsible You're gonna have to do these things. And I told her when it comes to your health if you need to take medicine You have to take it no matter how nasty it feels. Just get it over with take the medicine and move forward So I think we learned a lesson and I'm proud that my baby took her medicine so I think that's a win-win for everybody now I'm glad that um we found out she has strep throat now so that she's getting better because now that she's getting better and the doctor said once she had the medication it's not contagious anymore which is great because the last thing i want is for my other two kids kennedy and megan to get strep throat and be out of school longer and plus this week on actually tomorrow kennedy turns 13 14 oh my yeah so it's gonna be a birthday it's gonna be a great weekend for her i don't want her to be sick and i want dawson to be well so she can go and do stuff with us when we do things for her birthday for Kennedy's birthday and then Monday is Megan's birthday and she's gonna turn 13 so you know it's gonna be a fun busy weekend though in Valentine's Day which I'll probably do something for them so I don't want her to be sick so I'm glad she took her medicine I'm glad that she's growing up so that is not like it used to be the torturous hours of putting hours of trying to get your kid to take her medicine because that's what it used to be all right so any parents out there who have issues with their kids taking medicine I want to know from you what do you do Now I think we figured it out and I think things are gonna be okay with Dawson but you know what if she gets sick again and have more medicine I need some ideas of what to do to help her take her medicine so any parents out there with any ideas of how to trick your kid to take their medicine or not trick them talk them into it especially if they're older like 10 or 11 please go to music and vibes facebook page and share with me any ideas or suggestions that you may have now what i'm going to do to make this totally easy for you i'm going to put the link to the actual music and vibes um podcast page on and on yeah in the show notes so that all you have to do is click on it and it'll take you there so once you get to the facebook page just message me or leave me a message in the comments giving me your suggestions or ideas on what you can do to help your kid take medication and if you don't have any kids and you just want to say hey kiana what's up yeah go ahead that's fine as well if you just want to tell me about your week i'm open to that too so just tell me what your week was whatever you want to tell me this week go over to the music bias facebook page and leave me a message in the comments or you can just message me i can't wait to hear what you have to tell me In today's episode of Music and Vibes, I would like to talk about how to deal with negative emotions. I think that this is a very important topic to talk about because so many of us do whatever we can to mask our emotions. Like, not only do we mask our emotions in our everyday lives, but we also mask our emotions in our marriages and in our relationships. In our society, we are taught that it's not okay to be honest about our emotions. Just think about it. There are so many times we ask people this question, how are you doing? And so many times we get this response, I'm great, thank you for asking, or I'm fine, how are you? You know, just regular rhetorical questions that we ask each other. But I guess, to be honest, if we really thought about it, like, are they really great, or are they really okay? Or are they hiding their true emotions from us because they either know we don't, really want to know how they're doing or they're afraid to be honest with us because they don't want us to know what's really going on or they don't know what we're going to think or how we're going to react to how they are really feeling. Like there have been so many times where I've asked people, how are you doing? And I knew for a fact they were not doing okay. Things were not going good. And you know what they told me? They would smile and go, where well, I'm good. Things are okay. Things are great. How are you? And I'm just like, okay because I knew they were not doing well but that is just their response and I think it's because sometimes it's difficult to talk about how you are really feeling especially if your feelings are not what the world thinks they should be like happy positivity positive encouraging all those things if they're not happy then we don't want to read it even if you think about Facebook posts and Instagram posts and all social media it's always happy it's always life is great everything is wonderful And the truth is, things may not be great, things may not be wonderful, but that's not what they're going to post. No one's going to be really honest and tell you how they feel. It's always, everything is great, everything's wonderful. And I think that because that's just how we are taught to be by society, and I say we're taught to be that way because I think we're conditioned to be that way. Because if you are, if you think about it, there was probably a time where you were honest with someone about how you were really feeling And you got a negative response like, oh, okay, you could tell they really didn't want to hear it or they really didn't want to know. So that kind of let you know, okay, well, I'm just going to give this response because this is more acceptable to say. And I think that a lot of times we become conditioned by our society and by the people we hang around, our environment. And just those things alone can keep us from really expressing our true feelings and emotions that we may feel. And how we are feeling. Like even in our marriages and our relationships, I think it's safe to say that we all have been in situations where we kept our true emotions from our spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend. Because we did not want to start an argument. Or because we were fearful about being accepted for a particular feeling or emotion. Or because you had been honest in the past about an emotion or how you were feeling and the person did not respond in a positive way. Let's face it, dealing with emotions and expressing uncomfortable emotions is a very hard and difficult thing to do. So that is why so many of us would rather skirt around an issue rather than face it or deal with it. We would rather sugarcoat or avoid certain topics of conversation because they are uncomfortable. And instead of talking about them and dealing with potential problems head on, some of us would just do anything to avoid an argument or a difficult conversation. And I get it because having difficult conversations can be uncomfortable and it can be hard to process. But at the end of the day, wouldn't it be better to have... And to discuss a difficult conversation or a topic in your marriage instead of just pulling the blinds over your eyes and pretending that it does not exist. Because believe me, you can pretend it doesn't exist. You can not talk about it. You can avoid it. But it's not going to go away. It's like it'll just get worse. And you're going to have to deal with it immediately or eventually. So if you don't deal with it now you're going to have to deal with it later. So technically, you're not doing yourself any favors because anything you put off doing, you're going to have to do eventually. So procrastinating about dealing with or talking talking about difficult conversations or having difficult topics in your marriage discussed is not helping your marriage. If anything, it's hindering it from growth. Now, if I can just be honest with you, I think this is why many couples go years without solving or dealing with workable problems like having arguments with your spouse is not the problem with your marriage the problem is that the issue that you guys are arguing about is never resolved so it's not wrong to have an argument it's not wrong to have a heated discussion as long as it's done with respect and you guys are working on an issue there's nothing wrong with that the problem is you're not resolving the issue so that is the problem being frustrated with your spouse is not the problem because we all get frustrated with our spouses. And I'm sure they get frustrated with us. But the problem is not effectively communicating your frustration in a manner that's conducive to getting a resolution. That's the problem to your marriage. So it's like you're frustrated and you want to talk about it. Don't harbor on, I'm frustrated with you because you did this, you did that, this is the problem, whatever. No, you figure out what the problem is. Why are you frustrated? Okay, so let's discuss the problem and how to deal with it. So at the end of the day, your spouse is not the problem. The problem is what you guys need to resolve. It could be something that they have done, that they've said, but they are not the problem. What they did may have caused some tension or made you feel frustrated. That's the problem. So deal with what the problem is and not try to make it seem like your spouse is the problem because he or she is not the problem. Maybe what they did or said is the problem, but that is not them remember everything that we do is not a representation of who we are so if I have a moment where I'm upset and I'm gonna yell at you or something like that doesn't mean I'm just a hateful person who scream at you all the time no maybe I just had a bad moment and I think once you start looking at your spouse in that light like maybe they just had a bad moment then it's easier to understand that they're not the hateful person you thought they were they just had a bad moment and they dealt with it in an inappropriate way so Once you realize what that is the problem and not them, then I think it's easier to deal with these emotions. And I think you should look at it like this, that negative emotions are not signs that your marriage is over, but it's more of a symptom that you have some issues that you need to resolve within you and in your marriage. Now, throughout the years, your marriage is going to constantly change and evolve, just like you and your spouse are going to constantly change and evolve over the years. Come on, think about it. If you got married when you were, let's say, I don't know, let's put 20. Let's say you got married at 20 and now you are 30. You've been married for like 10 years. But in that, t- in those 10 years, you have changed as a person. Your thinking, your ideals, your morals, your values, they have all changed. And they haven't changed in a bad way. But as we get older and as we mature, we grow up and our values and the way we look at life and things change so if that happens to us of course it's happening to our spouse and if it's happening to our spouse then how can we expect us to have the same marriage and the same relationship that we did when we were in our 20s that we would have in our 30s because it's going to change now change is not bad It it is always good for change it can be positive positive. and I think if we look at change as a positive thing and adapt to it then change is good and it can be a wonderful way to grow in your marriage and have wonderful experiences and to bond and get closer. But if we don't accept these changes and we just view them as negative, then we're not going to grow. And I think we need to grow in our marriage to be the best that we can be. Our spouses need to grow so that they can be the best that they can be for us, the same that we want to be the best that we can be for them. And by doing this, our, marriage will, our marriages and our relationships will grow and be better for the growth. And so... That is why as your marriage evolves and as it grows, we need to learn how to talk about difficult situations. We need to learn how to deal with things that make us feel uncomfortable or have deal with negative emotions. But we need to do this in a positive way. This is why I feel that it's important to understand how to deal with uncomfortable and negative emotions. So, since this podcast is all about working on relationships, we are going to spend the next few minutes talking about how to deal with some of the negative and uncomfortable emotions in a marriage or relationship. Okay, so here are some steps. I think um, we have five steps I want to talk to you about. The first step is understand your emotional intelligence. Okay, so what is your emotional intelligence? Let's just ask the question what is emotional intelligence? Well, emotional intelligence is the ability to manage and control your own your own emotions as well as managing the emotions of others. Emotional intelligence, I'm gonna repeat it again, is the ability to manage and control your own emotions as well as managing and controlling the emotions of others. Now, when I say controlling, I'm not saying it in a way where No, you have to feel this way and this is just how you feel. No. It means that you know yourself. You did some self-assessment. You know how you're feeling. You know why you're feeling this way. And you can deal with your emotions in a mature, rational, and adult way. You can manage your own emotions. You can control your own emotions. Because as I always say, the only person you can control is yourself. So... Emotional intelligence is the ability to control yourself, to control your emotions. So, if you and your husband are having a discussion and it gets heated, being able to control your emotions. And let's say you have a heated argument or discussion. Being able to have emotional intelligence in this situation would mean that you're able to listen to what he or she has to say evaluate, okay, why do they feel this way? Put yourself in their shoes. Like, have empathy and understand, why are they feeling this way? Oh, they're feeling this way because this, that, and the other. And then, from that perspective, try to come up with a solution to the issue. But it also means that you also, on your end need to know, okay, so why did what the, what they said or did make me feel this way? And be able to have self-awareness and know, oh, because I felt this way because of this. And this is why I feel this way. So that when you talk, it's not about, you shouldn't have done this, you shouldn't have done that. You can say, well, you know, when you said this, I know you probably didn't mean it that way, but it made me feel like. And you tell them how it made you feel. And then let them know you understand that you were speaking like this because from what you understand... They felt they probably felt like this, and you can work things through when you think about their emotions and your emotions. And you can control your anger and your frustration and your impulsivity if that is a word, I think it is. Anyway, you can control your urge to be impulsive and make ra- ir- irrational decisions by just being self aware of yourself and knowing. Okay, this is how I feel. This is how I control my emotions. So sometimes, even if you need to take a time out to actually think about these things, it's fine. You can do that. And then you both come back and talk later when you're both able to speak in a manner that's conducive for a resolution. So that is what that means. And it means that you are managing the emotions of others because you're not reacting to what's being said. So typically... I know with me, if I don't react in a certain way, then I'm not going to escalate the argument. I'm not going to make things worse. So, of course, I don't always do that. And sometimes I do react in a way. But, you know, this is all about learning. But anyway, so if you know that getting angry and yelling and screaming at your husband or wife is going to escalate the argument and make things just go, your your argument going down a dow- downward, unproductive spiral, then don't do it. So by not doing it, you are managing their emotions because you're not putting them in a situation where you know things are going to go downhill. You're controlling yourself. You're making sure that the argument does not escalate and that you guys are able to resolve the issue and figure out what is a good solution for the problem. Emotional intelligence consists of the following five elements. I mentioned a couple of them. I think I mentioned a lot of them. So it's like self-awareness, Self-regulation. So self-awareness is being aware of why you feel this way. Self-regulation is, since you are aware, you are regulating how you react in a certain situation. Motivation is knowing that, okay, so if I don't react in this situation, if I don't react a certain way in this situation, then we'll probably get our issue resolved. Empathy is putting yourself in their shoes and be like, okay, well, I see why they may have felt this way. I understand their perspective and their point of view, so I can come at them talking from a place of understanding rather than a place of hurt and anger. And finally, is social skills, and that just means you are able to talk to them in a rational way that they can understand, and you can be sociable with them in a way where you can get to the root of the problem rather than... Assaulting them with your words or being mean, hateful, not listening. It's just about respect and having that those social skills to convey the message that you are trying to convey without insulting or hurting them or tearing them down. So, that is number one. Understand your emotional intelligence. And the thing is, if you have issues with some of these, emotional intelligence is not something you're born with. Because I think if we all were born with these things, things would be a lot different. But it's something you have to work on and develop. So, If you are, if while you're listening, you're like, oh, wow, I need to work on this. There is no shame in your game if you work on your emotional intelligence and become self-aware, learn how to do self-regulation, be motivated to change, have empathy and social skills. There's nothing wrong with working on these things. It's a learning process. I think marriage is not just something that you get in one day or something that just automatically happens. Or something that you automatically understand. Marriage takes a lifetime of learning. So if you want to be a lifetime scholar, get married. Because you're always going to be learning different things. And understanding different things. And making your marriage better. Just by learning and understanding. So, understanding your emotional intelligence is one way of dealing with negative or uncomfortable emotions. In your marriage or your relationship. The next thing is using meditation or prayer to regulate your emotions. Now, I know everyone that's listening to this podcast is not a Christian, but I do think that all of us believe in some shape or form that there is a higher power. So whether you meditate to calm yourself down, whether you pray to calm yourself down, whether you sing to calm yourself down or do yoga to calm yourself down, whatever it is that you need to do to calm yourself down, then do it. Because when you calm yourself down, You're giving yourself time to think. You're giving yourself time to self-assess. You're giving yourself time to become aware of your emotions. And that also helps you to deal with negative feelings and emotions. Let me give you an example. One thing I've learned about myself, I've learned that I'm kind of like a hothead. You know, it's kind of like on a down low because I'm this person. I'm like really short, kind of small and fatigued. And so when most people see me, they don't think, that Kiana can be a hothead but I can't and it wasn't until I became aware of the fact that I can at times be a hothead that I began to realize and understand that all the disagreements and arguments that my husband and I were having at the time may not all have been his fault maybe I had something to contribute to this argument and once I started to become self-aware of my the way I react the way I do things, then things begin to change. Because I'm just going to be honest. When I hear something, I don't ask questions. Whatever I hear, I jump on it. Like, you say something, however I perceive it, I jump at- on it. Now, if it's good perception, you know, then it's a good result. If I perceive it as being bad, I don't even ask you, okay, so how did you really mean this? What was the intended purpose of this of you saying this I don't even ask I just say oh really so this is what you want to do so you know I just jump on things and one thing I learned about myself it is always 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 a bad idea to make a decision when I am angry or upset yeah that's never good because I'm angry. I'm not thinking rationally and my decisions are always bad. So I've come to realize that when I'm upset or angry, it's never a good idea for me to make a decision. But that came after years of failing and making impulsive decisions while upset. But I realize that now. So what I do when I feel myself getting upset, or even before I feel myself getting upset, like I can tell when I'm going to get upset. So, so let's say someone says something and... Instead of getting upset immediately, I usually try to pray. That's how I handle things. For example, um, Saturday, there was a meeting I was in. People were saying things I did not really agree with. And normally, I call it old Kiana and new Kiana. So old Kiana would have been like all in the topic of conversation, all upset, letting people know her opinions and voicing how I felt about it. But new Kiana was like, you know what? I don't really know how they meant to say it. I don't really know understand what's being why this is being said. So let me have some time to think about it. Let me have some time to perceive what's going on. Then I can make a rational decision about how to react to this situation. So I went home. I prayed about it. And as I prayed about it, and I thought about it, I calmed down, and then I was able to make a rational decision. And then I also talked to people about what happened. I was like, okay, so what did you mean? What do you think was being said? How did you feel? Or what was the feeling when you were saying this or doing this? And by doing that, I was able to come to some rational decisions. And that was just in my personal life. So I do that now in my marriage. So when I feel myself getting frustrated, I try to like remove myself from the situation, And I pray about it. Now, that's how I calm myself down. I pray about it. I think about it. And then I can come back later and talk about it. And that is how I regulate my emotions. But if you need yoga to regulate your emotions, go ahead and do it. If you need to meditate to regulate your emotions, go ahead and do it. Whatever you need to do to regulate your emotions, do that. Because this helps you better prepare to deal with a negative situation. Think about it. It's almost like you're a soldier. So if you're a soldier, you can't just always run off adrenaline and just run into the heat of battle without a plan, without a call to action, without any type of preparation. So when we are dealing with negative emotions or feelings or uncomfortable emotions, which are all usually negative, I would say that the best thing to do is to take a step back Meditate or pray or do whatever it is you do to regulate that emotion because then you can come up with a game plan. You can come up with a way to talk about it in a rational way, a way to deal with it in a rational way. And then you can get to the root of the problem instead of you becoming part of the problem. Okay, so step number three is take an honest look at your reactions. Now, yes, I know it's hard to do because reactions are what they are. It's like you hear something, you automatically react. I think that if you could, like, delay the reaction it helps out a lot and here's what i mean by delayed reaction so let's say your husband says something that really makes you upset so instead of just jumping on what he says because it made you very upset maybe take a time out think about it you could pray about it first think about it and then change the way you react to the situation and you can also reframe how you what you're thinking. When I say reframe. So if he says something that you feel was just out of line. It probably was out of line. It could have been. But maybe he didn't mean it for it to come out that way. Maybe once you think about it. Maybe he's just not the most articulate person. Maybe he's just not the most. um, How can I put it? I don't know, sometimes guys have an issue with saying certain things and making it come out the right way. So let's just say he's not good with words, and he may not have meant it that way, but that's just how it sounded to you. So instead of like reacting immediately, just think about it. Think about who's saying it, what he probably meant, because you know your husband or your wife better than anybody else. Think about who said, think about why they said it, what they probably meant. And if they meant it in a negative way, think about how it made you feel, and how you can address the situation. Not fussing at them for being a jerk or inconsiderate or whatever, but just be like, you know, when you said this, it made me feel this. And just be honest about your feelings without making the whole problem them. So by doing that, you're changing your reaction and how you look at it because normally if you're like me, you probably would look looked at it like, oh, you're just being a jerk or you're just doing this. Nope. Change your reaction. And take an honest look at why you react this way because if you know why you react to situations A certain way so it's like if you know what pushes your button then when your button is pushed you don't have to respond that way you don't have to react that way because you know why this makes you upset and if you deal with the why something makes you upset or makes you react this way then you can change your reaction and so that you guys can have a conversation and resolve the issue rather than letting it erupt into like World War three the next thing is Practice observing your feelings and taking responsibility for them. People, there is nothing wrong with you observing your feelings. Like if you're upset, I know sometimes people are like, get over it or don't think about being upset. Just be happy and positive all the time. No, you cannot do that because we have these emotions that are in us because they protect us. And because these emotions protect us, you need to pay attention to your emotions. Now, when you pay attention to your emotions, you observe them. You understand, why am I feeling this way? Or what's making me feel like this? Trust your emotions. Listen to how you feel this way or why you feel this way. Let it lead you to the reason that you're feeling this way. And then take responsibility for them. And I think it's important to take responsibility for your emotions because sometimes we do things that we probably shouldn't do or say things we shouldn't say while we're caught up in the heat of our emotions. So if we are understanding our emotions and observing them and knowing why we do certain things, then we don't necessarily have to get do what we would normally do. We can change. Now, emotions are still the same. We're still sad. We might be hurt. We might feel a certain way. But we don't have to react that way. We can take responsibility for the way that we're feeling and then come up with... A game plan of how to deal with the emotions that will get us a better result. So, practice observing your feelings and take responsibility for your feelings. Now, finally, this is something I really love. Learn to sit with your feelings. Yes, if you are feeling sad about something, it's okay to cry. Like, it's really okay to cry. And I think I'm going to have to do a podcast episode about crying. Because it is really therapeutic to cry about things. It is okay to cry about your feelings. You how you may be feeling. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel depressed because that's a part of life. Now, it only becomes a major issue when it comes to depression if this is a consistent feeling for three to four months. But if you are feeling depressed because of a situation that's going on in your life, observe it. Like, let it feel it. Just feel it. Because if you don't feel it and you try to mask it by either doing drugs or alcohol or, um any kind of behavior or anything that's just going to throw it away. I just think the best way to deal with feelings are to feel them. Because if you don't learn how to sit with your feelings and feel your feelings, it's not going away. You can do whatever you want to do to try to change the fact that you're feeling sad. But at the end of the day, when it's quiet and you're alone, you're still going to be sad. So feel your feelings. Learn to sit with them. Learn to acknowledge them. Go through them. Like, go through these feelings. Because if you don't go through them, you're still going to have to deal with them later. So don't put off dealing with these feelings. Sit with them, deal with them, observe them, feel them. Because by feeling your feelings and sitting with them, you are also becoming self-aware of why you're feeling this way. And once you are able to deal with the feelings of sadness or grief or depression or whatever it is, then you can come, then you'll be able to have these conversations and actually talk about your feelings in an authentic way so that Your spouse will understand where you're coming from, and it's not like you're attacking them, but you are dealing with how you are feeling, and that is the best way to do it. Now, I do want to point out that if you are experiencing depression and have been diagnosed with it, or you're just experiencing depression for an extremely long time, um, then it doesn't, then it's not normal at this point. So, if you have been experiencing depression up to three to six months continually, consistently, I would advise you to seek professional help so that you can get help. But if you're just depressed because of a certain situation that is happening in your life at this current moment, then it's okay to feel that way. And by learning to deal with your feelings, and dealing with your feelings and sitting with them doesn't mean you have to be alone and deal with them. You can talk these feelings out. You can even go see a counselor to talk them out. You can talk them out with friends and family that you trust and who are not going to tell you how to feel. You can talk these feelings out, but it's just about learning how to deal with these feelings, learning how to grieve these feelings and feel them so that we can understand how to deal with negative feelings and emotions because... That is important if you want to have a strong marriage. It's important if you want a lasting marriage. It's important if you just want to keep your sanity. (laughs) You're going to have to deal with feelings and emotions. All feelings and emotions that we go through are not going to be positive. They're not. But the key is learning how to deal with the negative emotions. Because once you learn how to deal with the negative emotions, then you can heal and you can come out a stronger, better person. Because you've learned how to deal with these negative emotions instead of, hiding them and pretending that they don't exist. So, if you guys have any questions about what this podcast is, what, what we talked about today, please feel free to message me and we can discuss it more. I may or may not do a Facebook Live and just talk a little bit more about this. We'll see how that works out. But I do want to encourage you this week to begin to deal with the difficult emotions in your marriage. And begin to take steps to dealing with and working through these emotions. Believe me, this is not going to be easy. It's never an easy thing to do. But both you and your spouse will thank you for it. And yes, I know, I said thank you for it. Because once you make a decision to make things better, and once you make a decision to be a better you... Your spouse will also benefit from that. Your marriage will benefit, and they will be thankful to you for doing it. Remember, there are going to be topics and things in your marriage that are going to make you have negative emotions from time to time. However, the sooner you learn to work through these emotions, the easier it will be to communicate your feelings to your spouse in a way that's rational and can lead to a resolution. Now the song that we're going to listen to today is called the blue song and it's about a woman who is in the process of sitting with her feelings as she goes through a difficult time so here's the song the blue song sitting in a chair didn't call my- Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you guys so much for for listening to the show. I know I tell you this every week, but I honestly am so thrilled and happy that you take time out of your busy schedule, your busy day, to listen to Music and Vibes. So thank you guys so much for your listening to me and for spending time with me each week. I truly do appreciate it. I would also like to thank our sponsor Unique Music for their continued support of Music and Vibes. As you all probably know by now, Unique Music is the publishing company that represents all of the music heard here the show and they have been awesome sponsors and they have just been amazing. So I just want to say thank you to Unique Music for your continued support and sponsorship of the show. Guys, I have seen an increase in listenership and I know it's because you are sharing these episodes with your friends. So I want to say thank you for doing that. And this week, take this episode and share it with a friend. I truly do appreciate it. That could be like a little favor. That's the only thing I ask. Please just share this episode with a friend. And thank you so much in advance for doing that. Now before I go, I do want to tell you that... um, I do want to encourage, let you know that we are going to be doing a lot of new things here on the show within the next two months. So in order to hear any new episodes that may come up or learn about new things you may be doing, I do want to encourage you to just go ahead to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. And while you're there, you can just leave me a review, you know. But if you don't, that's fine. Just subscribe so that you can get all the information that you need to get about the show. To make it easier for you, I think I'm just going to put the... um, link to iTunes in the show notes so you can just click on it subscribe leave me a review or just subscribe whatever you choose to do do that and you can be signed up for music and vibes and it'll just play either on your computer your laptop or your phone wherever you listen to podcasts it'll just come up in your um podcast feed so do that And I also want to tell you that if you guys want to just talk to me or connect with me, just feel free to, you can connect, well actually you can talk to me or we can connect through Facebook, through our Facebook page, which is in the show notes as well. And you can message me or you can just leave me a comment in the comment section and i'll respond i'm also on instagram and i'm there in two places i'm gonna to try to write that down too i'm there on at music and vibes and i'm also on instagram as just at anique music so you can go to either one of those two handles and you can dm me and i will respond and i oh no i think that oh yeah you can also reach me if you just go to our website musicandvibes.com and you can um leave me a message. So there are three ways you can get in contact with me. So any way you want to contact me is fine. I'm open to anyone. Um, I would prefer the either Facebook or Instagram, but however you want to contact me is fine. I promise if you do reach out to me and if you do contact me, I will respond. All right, so I think that's all I need to talk to you about today. Um, any questions or anything you may want to clarify as far as the podcast today just message me or dm me and i will definitely get back to you and we can talk more about this all right well guys it's been amazing i've had an amazing time talking to you this has been an amazing evening and until we talk again i will see you next week oh yeah one more last thing If I do decide to do a Facebook Live, I'll probably put it on the Facebook page so that you'll know to tune in at whatever time. So we'll see how that works out. But if I don't, I'll see you guys next week and have an amazing week and weekend. And enjoy your extra day if you are off on Monday. Alright, bye-bye for
1: now.